Welcome to the soon-to-be award-winning Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Saturday, February 26th, day, 2022. Coming right up, it's the Book of Psalms, chapter 52. Don't you dare miss it. We're going to be talking about progress, profit, materialism, consumerism, the industrialization of society, and the resource pressure, the consumption of resources. Well, let's just go on here. Chapter 52 of the book of Psalms. First, please consider all anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical literacy starts. This Companion Chapel podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. First, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration, with your time or money contributions. Your call to action is to get involved in the managing, marketing, advertising, helping with this podcast. I just blindly upload this podcast. That's about the end of my skill set. But if you're good on media, social media, good on the internet, good with a computer, help just help this podcast. Help get the saving word out to your whole human family, all your brothers and sisters, all God's children. Give it up for God at companionchapel.com. How are you blessing others with the blessings God has given you? Please contact me at companionchapel at gmail.com. This podcast depends on God's provisions through you. Now, please turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 52 and verse 1. And here we go. Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? This word mischief is rah in the Hebrew, and it means maliciously evil intended, spiteful, They are unhappy. Uh, They roll out misery. Mighty man. That means mighty man in the Hebrew is geber. And they seem like strong people. People with a ton of money seem like strong people. They can, you know, they're strong in business and they're strong at the ways and things of the world, at progress, profit, materialism, consumerism. And what are they always talking about? It has to be growth in the economy, growth in spending, growth in investment, all based on consumption of resources. And look what's happening to planet Earth today. We're running out of the resources. Planet Earth has enough for our needs, but not enough for our greed. And don't forget what's going on here. Let's just get this down. I didn't read the superscription at the top here. This is when Duag the Edomite uh, was a rat bag to uh, rat bagged it out onto David to Saul. And this is people's evil intentions, their spitefulness, their unhappiness. People that do things like that, that are rat bags or look at other people like they're expendable and expendable and surplus or want to see harm done to other people at anyone's expense. How would Duag, the Edomite, have benefited from this by ratting off David? And we read about this in 1 Samuel chapter 21 and 22. This guy was a rat bag because he was looking for something, some personal gain for himself. Okay, The goodness of God endureth continually. God's word is, was, and always will be. All God's prophecies are the same. They develop and they occur in preliminary and partial happenings before they become fulfilled and permanent for us. All these things were for examples for us in the end times. And we can apply these to end times. We know people that are rat bags that will do anything, say anything for personal gain. And this is what this is all about. The tongue devises mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. Well, who else laid it out about the tongue better than James himself? 
And we're going to have to flip over to the book of James. And you know where I'm going. Chapter 3. And you know I'm going to go to verse 5. And let's just see what James had to say about the tongue. Isn't this just the greatest thing? The tongue is a fire. Right, there is your uh, glossary key right there to the book of Revelation. The fury, it's unadulterated. It'll say anything to get what it wants for its member, the, f the flesh body. The tongue is a little member in the flesh body, but it boasts great things. And behold, how a great matter a little fire kindleth. Yeah, doag, or any rat bag out there that wants to drop the dime on people, like Dwag did to, to David there. You know, David was having a tough time. Did Dwag look at him with any human compassion? No, I said, hey, you know what? If I rat bag this guy off to Saul, the king, I might, I might get to be the king's right-hand man. I'm going to get a pat on the back, maybe some gold shekels, or maybe a gold rope chain, or maybe I'll get a new chariot, or some, a new title. That's what people think like today. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. Yeah, right out of the mouth. You know what? In the, when it comes into uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 11, which I'm just going to flip there right now, this is the greatest thing. People don't understand this at all, but the Bible contains its own glossary, so you always translate within the Bible. And when we're talking about the two olive trees, which we're going to talk about more in this little few verses in the book of Psalms, but it says it, the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before God of the earth. I deem the two um, the two witnesses. I deem the two witnesses as having the spirit of prophecy, the intellect of the sacred testimony dwelling within them, flowing right through the through them into that menorah and lighting up the world with the light, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the light. He is the way. He is the truth. He's the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. Now, if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth. What comes out of their mouth? Words. Not a flamethrower. It's not some sideshow. It's words come out of your mouth. This is the truth. It's the light. And the source of that light is Elia, the olive oil. The oil of our people. When you say Elia in the Greek, you're saying God is Yahweh. And proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. Yeah, with the truth. The truth will set you free, and the truth is a great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. Back to James chapter 5. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. And so is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature. Nature hears genealogies, as in individuals' lifetime and the historic times of mankind. It setteth it on fire and is set on fire of hell. That's your ticket to hell when you run in your mouth. It'll lead you on a highway of hell. It always leads to disappointment and failure and anguish when you run your mouth. And that includes on the keyboard too. Some people these days just get their thumbs going on those text messages. They'll just tee off on somebody just to make themselves feel better. It's just... just Learn to say no to yourself. It's like a sharp razor. Works deceitfully. Evil intended. Spitefulness. Okay, let's go back to Psalms 52, verse 3. And now love is evil more than good. And lying rather than to speak righteousness. Selah. There's a thought link here. Let's link this together with what's coming up. And this connects the deceitful tongue with what's in your heart. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. Like people, 
yeah, they get a little short burst when they do that. But it's short-lived. It's like a sugar high, but it'll come with a sugar crash of disappointment. Just feeling horrible, anguish, depressed, anxiety. Because you're being unfaithful to God when you do that. By picking on one another out of the human family here. That's adultery. Unfaithful to God. You're being mean, selfish. You're just a little person. People that do that, that tee off on others with malicious gossip. Or just use that text messaging. Just the devil's tool, text messaging. To just tee off on somebody and just make to try and make yourself feel better. Or just to start controversy. Or just to start chaos or disorder. Trademarks of Satan. Trademarks of evil here. Arrogance, aggression, anger. Opposite of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love and compassion. You know, you think our Lord Jesus Christ was sitting up on the cross going, texting people going, yeah, you know what? Yeah, this is going to happen to you. This is going to happen to you. No, it was the most selfless act of love and compassion beyond our present comprehension. What Jesus Christ did. He said no to evil. He defeated death by saying no. By saying, Satan, you got nothing on me. So when my blood drops here, it gives me the universal right to set up a kingdom of heaven that will not accommodate evil. It is valid, it is legit, and it is for whomsoever will. But if you think you can squeeze your way in there by negotiating some evil in there or making concessions for evil, no, Jesus Christ will not compromise with evil. It's a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. These devouring words, oh deceitful tongue, all keyboard tough guys, all the same thing, guys and girls. Five, God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living. Now what? You do it to yourself. You just you disqualify yourself by co- to come to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension by carrying those things. Do you think up in heaven we're allowed to point fingers at each other? Go, remember that guy? Do you think there's grudges up there? Absolutely not. Do you think Jesus Christ forgives but then goes uh, I'm still holding a garage against you by the way yeah let's get a few people here we want to point some fingers at you we want to point our fingers at your faults and miseries to make ourselves feel better yeah that's that's what goes on in hell that's what goes on on planet earth right now this hell that we're going through we have to come to terms with what's inside of us and repent and get that out of us get that attitude out of us the blame regret living in the past pointing fingers at others trying to prove something over on somebody not forgiving other people jesus christ forgives and he doesn't hold a grudge it has not a zero value to hold a grudge it has a negative value because it'll get your ticket stamped and you'll be tripping down the highway to hell up that valley of Himnon, and you'll be sitting over there all angry and that's the rod of iron. When you feel upset, you feel like you got a kick in the gut. When you get jealous or angry or think you deserve more or things didn't pan out the way you wanted it because you put expectations on others or on money or on who knows what. It feels like you got a kick in the gut. And some people just start sniveling and blaming and pointing fingers. And what do you think you're going to stand there with the Lord Jesus Christ on Judgment Day and go, yeah, I I did all this for that person and they didn't pay me. Start pointing fingers. No, you have to look at them. They stole from you. Well, guess where they're sitting? They're not sitting in a lawn chair in the kingdom of heaven. They're sitting on a dirty old park bench in hell. And that doesn't make us feel any elation whatsoever we pray for our whole human family say dude let it go let that attitude go okay 
You can get off that park bench, come out of there to the highway of heaven, or you can just sit there and stew away. Right into great right throne judgment if you if that's how stubborn your heart is. And then by that time, we're like, we prayed for you and prayed for you. Let it go. Well, it's time to get blotted out, man. Like, we have an eternity to get on to. It's a place of peace beyond our present comprehension where we get to explore the infinite intricacies of God's creations. God didn't create a bunch of controversy. He won't allow war and spite and, and venomous hatred that we see on planet Earth in heaven. That's why we've been reduced and restricted here. That's why we pass through the matrix once born innocent of woman. That's why the Bible says one-third of us followed Satan. Because the one-third that follows Satan is us. It is me. It is you. It is us. Because the other two-thirds of God's angels, the stars, the hosts of heaven, the great thread that runs through the Bible that identifies all God's living, living beings, us, they didn't have to pass through the matrix once and come through this flesh age. We did. So that we can come to terms with what's inside of us and repent of it so God can reconcile us through the Lord Jesus Christ and we can get on with the eternity out of these brutal, nagging, nuisance, flesh bodies and back into our spiritual body where we came from, where God intended us. Let's go on to verse, we're out of Selah. The righteous also shall see and fear and laugh at him. Okay, now this is where people get that little spidey feeling. And we just went from the whole spidey lesson there. Spite, spitey. No, we're not going to sit there and laugh at people. You know what? I had a discussion with some people from a Christian university, one of the biggest ones in the United States. And they were trying to discuss and debate whether if we're sitting on the heaven side, it'll make us feel good to see people in hell, people that have done terrible things and people that have just in this flesh age, that have hurt us, have gone out of the way to, to, um, to hurt us, to rip us off or do something mean, whatever. All the, there's so many infinite intricities of evil that people can do to each other. Would we be happy seeing that person over there? No. Absolutely not. Will I be happy seeing my pedophile hockey coach over there? No, we're all part of the human family. I came to an understanding that that man, 35 years later, I didn't know what was bothering me for 35 years, this pedophile hockey coach I had, 35 years, I'm sitting there as an adult, obviously, 35 years later, watching the 6 o'clock news, and there he is on the screen, arrested for child pornography. Again, another child sex-related crime. 35 years later, can you imagine? I can't, even, I can't even comprehend the burden of carrying that distorted, repulsive, disgusting thought pattern around for 35 years from the time that he victimized me until when I just saw him on the news a couple years ago. So yeah, you forgive. You consider human frailty. You just say, the dude, let it go. Let it go. Get it out of you. The distorted thought patterns, the feelings, the intentions, the actions, the chaos, the corruption, the disorder that you cause by being so self-indulgent. You know what? The next podcast, Psalms 53, is about pornography. It's about the rainbow flag. And it's about pedophiles. And I'm not holding back in that podcast. It's coming right up. 
please listen to the rest of this podcast. But the next podcast is huge. It's big. It's epic, man. It's monumental, man. About pornography, pedophiles, and that rainbow flag. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But right now, let's get through this. Okay? We don't sit there and laugh at people. And this isn't even the word laughed as we think about it in the word English. It's like, it's like, yeah, that person thought they were all that in a bag of chips. You're just like, <laughs> that kind of laugh. It's like, yeah, right, dude. Yeah, right. Now, are you ready to come back and join the whole human family here? Like, that's why it says all the angels, all the stars in heaven rejoice. The hosts of heaven rejoice when one of us comes to repentance. Why is that? Because we're all part of the human family. This is a short period. You have to consider human frailty. You have to forgive. And you have to consider what that person is going through to be like that. They have no inner peace. They have no contentment. But they have no right to victimize other people in the human family. And they have to come to repentance. And they have to somehow say sorry. They have to say sorry and feel it. I forgive. I forgive you, hockey coach. I forgive. And that must have been a horrific burden to carry that horrific thought pattern for all those years. Every time you go to the mall, every time, I guess he was coaching hockey the whole time too, every time that you see children, you think sexual, lewd, repulsive acts. And that is just absolutely brutal, satanic thought pattern to carry. Get that out of you, hockey coach, and repent. And you can come join us in the kingdom of heaven. We don't want to see you over there on the hell side. We want to see your attitude there. You relinquish that attitude to Satan. To Satan, you take this attitude. You take these thought patterns. You take them. And you can take them down the sides of the pit with you. And that's why God says all the hurt in the world, just all this hurt and pain in the world from what people do to people. This comes from Satan. It's perpetuated by, it's instigated by Satan and perpetuated by the human heart. All the evil in the world is perpetuated by the human heart. God says, that's not coming in my kingdom. God said, listen, Satan. Isaiah chapter 14. You think you're going to be God? You think you're going to do this to my children forever? I doubt it. I'm going to mop you up. I'm going to mop you up in a bucket and slosh you down the sides of that pit. With all those grotesque, vulgar attitudes and aptitudes, they're not allowed in the kingdom of heaven. Let's go on here. Lo, is this the man that made not God his strength? He trusted in the abundance of riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. What do you strengthen yourself in? Let's, let's look at this verse here. We're going to look at uh, this first part. Lo, is this the man that made not God his strength? The Jamatra count of this in the Hebrew language, in the manuscripts, when you Jumatra, do a Jamatra count on this verse, it's 2,197. That's 13 times 13 times 13. They create chaos. That's what 13 means in biblical numerics. Chaos. Perpetuate chaos. They are chaos. 13 times 13 times 13. This goes with the 666 in Revelation chapter 13. Six thoughts, six intents, six actions, 666. Your thoughts, your intents, your actions of mankind, of the heart of mankind. The number six belongs to man. It's the frailty of man. It's the sin of man. And the three things man does. Think it, 
intend it, and act on it. 666. Here we have chaos, chaos, chaos. Yeah, you just think you're right. You're all, you think you're so right. We, we apply this to global growth here just quickly. And this industrial society, it just pushes growth. It's about economic growth. That's all you hear the politicians and the elected officials say. All, all they want is growth because all they care about is getting reelected. They have no sympathy for society and no sympathy for no humanitarianism and could care less about planet Earth. All we are talking about is these greedy people who are after money, economic growth, spending growth, investment growth. It's all based on the consumption of resources. Like anybody can see that we're running out of our resources. God showed us great civilizations in the past and what, what was their demise? Demise civilization, a Babylonian civilization. Oh, they just all folded up like a cheap lawn chair. They exhausted their resources for their greed. And that's what's happening. We're doing this on a global scale now. That's how we know these are the signs and the seasons of the end times. The righteous... Okay, so we're, we're down here. Strengthen yourself in wickedness. Okay, we talked about that. Let's go to verse 8. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. We just read about the green olive tree in Revelation chapter 11. We just went over that, and that's also backed up in Zechariah and others. If you study Revelation chapter 11 with me, you'll know all about the two witnesses and the green olive tree. That's where you get your source of truth. That is your enlightenment. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. Trust or you won't be trusted. I praise thee forever because thou hast done it. What has that done? Mercy, loving kindness. That's what he's allowed us. Thou hast done it. David describes, ascribes all his glory to God. All the glory, not his glory. Everything, all God's mercies, blessings, and grace. That all comes from God. And he allows you beyond the basic necessities of life. Look around. Give thanks. This is a very short time. God allows that for you. Give thanks. And God expects much in return to help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word to the whole human family. To help people get out of the prisons, the prisons of greed, gluttony, attitudes of obscene entitlement, the prisons of sensual lust, which we're going to talk about in the next podcast, chapter 53. I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. God has done it. God's plans, plots, and purposes to rid the universe of evil will and are coming to pass. And I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. Wait means patience. When things seem chaotic... It is time to humble. Recognize your part in the problem. Confront it and correct it. Come to an understanding of others and how these problems came about. And you praise the Lord because Jesus Christ gives you the way out. He is the way. He'll never put on anybody more than they can handle. I know the world's just looking absolutely horrific today. Mankind has a 100% failure rate at governing themselves. As we see Russia right now invading Ukraine, just your heart aches. But always come to an understanding. What instigated that? American foreign policy? Of course, just look into it. I'm not getting into any political science today. But you have to look into, oh, who's the innocent one? Who's the one with the global media on their side to perpetuate their agenda? The global media's narrative has to reflect the mandate of whoever's paying for it. The mandate of the politicians, the economy, the global media, the one world education system. That's, those are 
Those are Satan's hidden dynasties. They're not hidden to us. Well, I want to thank you very much for listening. I really want you to listen to the next podcast, chapter 53 of the Great Book of Psalms. And it's going to be about something that very interesting, very interesting indeed, about pornography, that uh, uh, rainbow flag, and pedophiles, and just self-indulgent people. I want to thank you very much for listening. My name is Mike. This is Companion Chapel. I want you to have the greatest day. Contact me at companionchapel at gmail.com. I can see who's listening, by the way. I can look at the metrics. Tons of people throughout the United States. We're talking, we're, we're pushing like, we're pushing over almost a couple thousand people. In fact, the other day it was over 4,000 people. I want to thank you very much for listening. But I, your call to action is to get in touch with me and just send me an email and just say, hi, how's it going? Because I'm really lonely here. I just live by myself. No electricity, no running water. Just me and my little doggy, my little papillon, Lana Del Rey. And it, was, it means so much just to hear from some people. Send me some questions. Just say hi. I want to thank you very much for listening. My email is companionchapel at gmail.com. Companionchapel at gmail.com. I want to say to my new friends over there in the Bronx and in Brooklyn, what's up, man? I can totally relate to you guys. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.